All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. So I uh, I did something that was very out of my comfort zone, especially considering the previous experiences that I had with this particular gentleman. But I'm very glad that I did because it was memorable and fun. And we're going to be talking about that very shortly. First, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. Cassidy is an amazing lifestyle site that we honestly use all the time. I can't think of the last time I didn't either meet someone in person at an event or on Cassidy. And honestly, I go to events that I also find on Cassidy. So whether you're wanting to find things in your area that you can go to to meet people, or you want to start digitally communicating with people, we recommend trying out Cassidy. And you can do it free for an entire month. All you have to do is go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Again, that's frontporchswingers.com. Scroll to the bottom of the homepage, click on the Cassidy banner, and try it free for an entire month. We hope to see you there. So we've already received so much feedback about your last episode. I don't even know if you realize this. I don't. Well, I guess not. I mean, I I had a couple of people reach out to me privately in Telegram and It's just some of our friends. No, literally on social media, via email, people are like raving about this last episode. And it's almost all women, which I find so interesting. And I have a theory about that, which is I think most men, and I'm generalizing, I get that. But I, I truly believe most men are just happy to have sex, period. They don't really care where they're having sex. As long as they're semi comfortable in that environment, they're just happy to be getting fucked. I think women are significantly more driven by like the fantasy of doing something in a place that they wouldn't normally do it. You oh, know you what know, I like mean? The kitchen? Yeah. yeah like a well, kitchen island. What I'm getting from the guys, like so, like our friends, it's like uh, your relationship with the dog is insane. Like, <laughs> that's like it's obvious that you're, <laughs> that you're hanging out with Jay because of the dog. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not the case at all. I do no, love him very much. But it's that's just a cherry on top of a very sexy Sunday for exactly. you. That's all. Yeah. She actually was just texting me while you and I just sat down because I was going to see her today. Our day is fucked. There's no way I can get a chance to do that. We are so far behind. We leave tomorrow morning to go to Tucson and we have a lot of shit to do. So I can't see her, but she's also dog sitting for the, another like adorable little puppy. Oh, the cutest. So yeah. I'm not going to be able to see her either. So oh. anyway, you know, it'll be <laughs> it's just so funny to me how many people reached out and are like, that's so fucking hot. It I, had was. One, I had one woman that reached out on Instagram and was like, I demanded that my husband fuck me on our kitchen island after listening to your episode. So we both thank you very much. <laughs> and, and I'm just throwing this out there. It's not easy, by the way. Not not an easy task. Yeah, so, but it sounded so fucking hot. It was, it was the hottest thing ever. I said, just walking in, I was scrolling to, to, through TikTok earlier and one of our friends was on a live who was talking about it. And I didn't realize she was talking about me because I had just jumped on. And she's like, oh, hey, Brian, I was just talking about you. I'm like, you were? She's like, yeah, I've got just a few minutes left of the podcast. She's like, it was so hot. <laughs> like, that's so funny. Yeah. It's well, crazy. It immediately got my mind thinking, is there anywhere in, uh, in our house that you can fuck me that isn't the norm? Like, we have a large couch in the living room. Yeah. That's not really out of the norm, well, though. So it's funny you say that because I was thinking, okay, so I have an injury to my thigh. 
right now at the top of my thigh. So last night I was thinking, because we, we moved some furniture around. We took the chairs that were in our studio, the nicest fucking chairs we own, and took them out of the studio and brought them home and put two different chairs in the studio. Those chairs are perfect. Like if you could sit on me and like ride me. Ooh, why didn't we do that? Because I can't have you on my leg. Oh yeah, duh, never mind. Yeah, that's why. Because it's fucking swollen. Because <laughs> you'd be wincing in pain. It's, yeah. Be I'm, like, suck it up, buttercup, yeah. like you did to me last night, well, actually. Yeah, but that you but that was self-inflicted. You took a bowling pin-sized cock and then, <laughs> you know, that's just what happens. I did not I did not mean to hurt my leg. But yes, I was thinking about those chairs. That would be ideal. That was my plan for last night prior to this Injury, unfortunately. So I also want to throw it out there. We are obviously recording this way in advance because we're getting ready to go to Tucson for the weekend and and go to Hot White Palooza and do all that kind of fun stuff. So I can't talk about anything that happened there yet because we haven't fucking been there yet. But I will tell you, I think it's going to be an interesting weekend now that everything's kind of falling into place and you're starting to see more of the people going. And obviously, I know a lot of the people that are going to be in attendance. I've fucked some of the people that are going well, to be know, in attendance. We know a lot of the couple too yeah absolutely so i think it's going to be fun no matter what even if i don't fuck a single person this upcoming weekend the people that are going are fucking phenomenal i'm gonna have a blast no matter what yeah the the private group has been a lot of fun super super cool people so i'm looking forward to it, it should be a good time i'm looking forward to the road trip we haven't taken a road trip in a hot second i'm shocked that you're excited to go on a road trip with me because i'm a fucking nightmare well you're gonna be all dramamined up you'll be fine i have some <laughs> xanax so well it's mostly that i get bored as fuck and i'm const i'm literally the kid in the back seat except i'm in the front seat going how much longer yeah, it's Do you know how many more yeah. miles that's why half a xanax will just fix all that right <laughs> up. i'm yeah. not doing that you don't know that you're not doing that you just may get roofied on the way coffee? is that what you're saying you, you just don't know that is not consensual brian whatever just saying <laughs> you know just saying so, although yeah. honestly i wouldn't even be mad i would i would understand because i am such a gigantic pain in the ass in the car in the car you're a night you are a seven-year-old in the car if you if it, it In the absence of the car seat, you are a child in the car. (laughs) That's the only difference. I probably should have a sippy cup in the car, too, because I spill shit everywhere. For sure. Fucking, yeah, we'll stop. You'll get pretzels or whatever. I always get pretzels and I always spill them everywhere. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, you are, (laughs) you are a child in the car. So we're going to have to come up with something to occupy your time for six hours. Because the last time we drove, took a road trip was to Phoenix. Yes. So. I got two more hours on top of that. So I got to really pace myself. Yeah, that was in April. And there's a reason we don't take that many car trips. As much as you hate flying, I hate driving probably just as much. I'm not as much of a fucking neurotic mess as you are. I I totally resent that. But whatever. (laughs) Well, it's the truth. But I am just as bad. Well, we can do what I normally do for you. You could just start drinking and pop a pill and call it a day. In the car? That seems illegal. I'm not. You're not driving. I am. It's called open container laws. (laughs) Whatever. Open container, smoking container. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> what could go wrong? What could possibly Just go wrong? Just bring a fucking bottle of vodka in the car. Yeah. God, we'd be so classy. That's what tumblers are for. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I have. We have not been on a road trip. I enjoy being on the road and driving. I did it for so many years. I miss it. So it should be fun. The last time I spent significant amount of time in the car was when I went to California to hang out with my sexy bull friend yeah. there. And it was fucking horrible because it literally was hours in the car. He wanted to show me all this stuff in his area. And that was so nice of him. But I'm like, get me the fuck out of this car. Now, what I will say was it was punctuated by some roadhead. So maybe I just need to suck your cock in the car. Yeah, probably. I mean, that seems equally as dangerous on an interstate as me drinking. But Uh, I don't know. You know, cruise control. (laughs) 
you know, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what the traffic we is can like. figure it out, yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I just want to relax because uh, as we're making the list and stuff of everything we have to do for the next couple of weeks leading up to Pod Bash, I mean, we're like 15 days out or something stupid right now. We're 14 days out. I just want to relax for a few days because it's going to be a fucking insane when yeah. we get home. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's really interesting because if you don't throw events, if you've never thrown an event, especially if you've never done a hotel takeover, you have no fucking idea how much little shit comes up in these last couple of weeks. Yeah. And of course, I don't want people to know about that. That's no, like the... knowing how the sausage is made. Yeah. People don't want to know that. They just want to eat the fucking sausage. Yeah, I don't need the labor pains. I just need the baby. Yeah. All so, but for us, we're like in stress mode now. So it's going to be nice to have a few days to ourselves, to relax, yeah. to fuck, to do our thing. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Just, I just want to fucking chill. First of all, we're going to be at a really nice resort, according to my friend. The place we're staying before we get to the event is super fucking nice. So we'll be able to hang out there. Yay. Um, we're going to see my friend. And, and hang out with him for a little bit at his country club, which is lovely. So we'll just we'll chill. It'll be nice and easy. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking excited. forward to it. Anyway, who knows what's going to happen? The bonus episode will be interesting because that's going to be after the weekend. Right. We'll so. record that on the Tuesday after we get back from the event. So as always, our Patreon members will get kind of first dibs on the juicy details. Yes, but also, so Wednesday of next week, um, you are going to do an interview. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to disclose who that is, but we're going to do an interview uh, for our show, and then we're going to be on her show as well. So that'll be fun. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I want to do more bonus episodes where we get some really cool people, but yeah. I want it to be in studio as much as possible. This one's not going to be in studio. No, I know. But there's something so removed when you're doing it remotely versus when I can actually sit, talk to somebody, see their facial expressions, yeah, like feed off of their energy. That's a very different thing. And when I did that um, interview with Billy for the Man Whore podcast, it reminded me how much I love in-person interviews. No, I, I totally prefer it. Absolutely. I mean, it, it does. It takes the it takes an element away from it. Like when I interviewed Roderick, I did that here, yeah. which is fucking great. So, And when we have people coming, obviously, for Podbash, I'm going to interview a couple of the guys as well. And I, I like it better. I, well, I just do. Also, when we get back, I am going to see Cade. He and I have been talking. Oh, right. So yeah. you and I need to discuss a schedule on that. But he has some kind of interesting things he threw at me yesterday. I'm not sure if I want to disclose them yet because I feel like it would be a pretty hot surprise for you. I mean, for our listeners too, but I'm not right. doing it for that reason. I just think it's, some of the things that he threw out there as possibilities would be things that you would not expect from me to be excited about. Hmm. But because it's him and I really like him as a person, I'm like, I would totally fucking try that with you. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? When you when you have that rapport with somebody, kind of like when I did the video for you when I was with my semi-regular play partner, that's not the norm for me. That's right. not my thing. I don't, you know, I don't want to be videoed and all that shit. But it was so, it just wasn't intrusive at all. And I like her so much and, and her husband. It was like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? We're here. Throw it on. Yeah. And so it was good. It was fun. And it worked for you and I, obviously. So throwing that little bit in that you don't expect is it's always a good time. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I like that he is down for just about anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Those guys are my fucking favorite because I feel like men especially, and again, not trying to generalize based on gender, but I'm going to do it anyway. I feel like I'll, there's a lot of men that have a very specific idea of what they're into. And if you try to get them out of what they're into, it immediately throws them off and they're not into it anymore. Well, also, they're guys, I think for the most part, but I mean, particularly guys like in my age bracket, they're far less likely to express to you what it is that they genuinely do want or like so which you're is not so interesting that. to me because i think you're right even in the lifestyle even though it's not a romantic thing and the whole point is us fucking i feel like there are so many people that are terrified to express what they want oh absolutely like There's what no do you question. have to lose 
I'm not your partner. You and I don't have a romantic connection with each other. You're not trying to date me. You're not trying to take me home to your mom. You're not trying to do any of that shit. It's a mental block. So why does it matter? I just wish people could be more free. I think I think over time, guys particularly can get there, but it, it takes a while, especially if it's not something you're you're accustomed to doing. And maybe you had a partner for a length of time. You know, like a lot of the guys in in my age bracket in this space that are you know, single dudes at this point, they were married for uh, two decades and were shut off completely for various reasons or any number of reasons. And now it's like, oh shit, how am I going to express myself? I don't know how to fucking do that. Yeah. And it, it you know, it, it takes a while to get comfortable with that. It takes the right person or people to bring it out. Well, I just had this conversation with a friend and she said basically that one of her new kind of red flags or boundaries for her is going out with those guys or hooking up with those guys that ha- are just getting out of a marriage oh, it's terrible, yeah. because the amount of baggage that is there, especially around sex very often is exhausting. Well, it's especially damaging. when you're in an amazing relationship with somebody, you know, as she is where you can talk about fucking anything with your partner. So it's really hard to wrap your head around not being like that. Yeah. That it, well, so I was literally just having this conversation earlier with a gal that we're working with who's a single gal in this space. She and I were having this conversation because she was confused by the idea that she has a single female profile and some guys will look at her profile, but they won't leave her a message or they won't reach out to her. And I was like, hey, listen, some of these guys- That's constant. Yeah, I was like, chances are, a lot of these guys are, they're so used to being shit on in this space and you know dismissed or, or just completely dejected that they'll look at your profile and hope that you'll reach out to them if you're interested and then that's that open door. Oh, I've had guys that will literally look at my Cassidy profile because on Cassidy, you can see who's viewing your profile. I've had guys that'll look every day for a fucking week and I'll finally reach out and be like, hey, what's with the peaking? And they're like, oh, I didn't want to overstep. And I figured if you were interested, you'd be the one to reach out. And I actually appreciate that. Leaving the ball in my court, nothing wrong with that. The one I fucking hate is when they like every single picture and they send you a backstage pass, you send them one and they still don't fucking say anything. Like, obviously there's some interest, just fucking pull the trigger. But I, I get it. I mean, guys, especially single men, have a tough spot to yeah, be in. For sure. And so, so I'm not I'm not the least bit surprised. That, like I said, she's experiencing that. And like guys to express themselves about what they genuinely want, like sexually. And you're talking about emotions that dudes are just not fucking in touch with. Like yeah. that's not a thing. I know. You know. That's why I always say guys should go to therapy. I well, like you said, I mean, <laughs> the idea that that women are super excited about this story that I just told about myself and Jade, which was so fucking hot. <laughs> and but like you said, guys don't say anything. Like they're guys are reaching out to me about the dog. They're not they're not saying anything <laughs> they're to They're not me. going, "Oh my god, it'd be so hot to get fucked on a kitchen well, island." It'd be so hot to walk into the kitchen and see my wife on an I- on the kitchen island with or fucking lingerie partner. or my play port. Yeah. yeah. No, they're not saying that at all. The three guys that reach out to me are like, "Dude, do you really like the dog that much? Like is that a thing?" I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, I really like the fucking dog." And all the women reaching out to me are like, "That made my fucking panties wet. That was yeah. so fucking hot." <laughs> it's crazy the difference, right? Yeah, so maybe more guys need to be in touch with that too. I don't know. Apparently, yeah. there's a lot of partnered women out there. All of them were partnered that were like, totally want to get fucked on a kitchen counter now. <laughs> yeah, so you're all welcome. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, you're, you're Actually, welcome. Jade is the one that everyone should be thanking because she's yeah. the one that came up with the entire thing. Well, you so. know, it's funny. She and I haven't talked too much about this. I don't know if you have spoken to her too much about it, but hopefully I'll get a chance to see her when we get back next week. Um, she's coming to Podbash. So everyone who's coming to Podbash who 
our friends, they're going to get a chance to meet her. Those that haven't met her. Yeah, yet. I was going to say a lot of our friends. A have lot met of them her. have. Yeah. But they're going to get a chance to meet her. And it's like these are the kinds of things that I try to tell them. Like, listen, you're like people who don't know you. They're they're going to want. They're going to ask some questions. They're going to be and, like kitchen counter girl. Yeah, this is the kind of thing that you're going to you know. She's like, I don't fucking care. Whatever, you know. No, she rolls with the punches. She's a good sport, so yeah. it's all good. So. So we were out last night, totally changing the subject. Uh, well, not so much. Let's talk about guys. We're on, we're, we're, on, we're on that subject. Let's just continue down that fucking rocky road. So we had a bunch of shit going on yesterday, crazy day. And finally, you were hungry, so we're going to take you out, get you something to eat. So we go to one of our favorite spots. Some yes. of our friends have been there. I'm not telling you the name because it's entirely too fucking busy now. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody the name. Gatekeeping that shit. Not yeah. doing it. Nope, not having it. We were in the arts district, as everybody knows, but I'm not telling you the name of the restaurant. Very nice place. The nicest place in the area. We sit at the bar like always. We pony up. I went to the restroom real quick. I come back. You're sitting there and you're talking to the bartender. And I heard you mention my name. I'm like, who the hell's, who is this? One of our favorite bartenders from yeah. one of our other favorite spots. That we go all the time. All the time. Yeah. Love her. She's amazing. Super fucking cute. I mean, just, she's a blast. Oh, she's beautiful. And she's so fun. She is. She's a good time. In fact, apparently we're having Thanksgiving dinner with her. Uh, this year. She's, she's coming to sushi with us for Thanksgiving this year. Doc, as in Doc Chocolate from Bulls and Queens, will be very disappointed, though, if he doesn't get an invite this year. So we better make sure they both are invited. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> he came with us last year. See if he behaves himself. So we, uh, we're sitting down. We're not sitting at the bar for 30 fucking seconds before I realize that this fucking Neanderthal <laughs> sitting to my left. That's a perfect way to put it. I mean, just fucking hillbilly shit. This is not a dive bar. This no. is not a sawdust on the floor kind of place. This is a nice restaurant. I don't even know how these two jackasses stumbled in there, even looking and dressed the way they were. I don't even know how it happened. But they were nonetheless, and they were sitting at the bar to my left. The guy lets out an open mouth burp. And he looks, I look at him, he looks at me, he looks at us and apologizes because he realizes he's that a scumbag. That you're disgusted like, by him, yeah. You know, and I just, I mean, I just scoffed at him. I didn't fucking say anything. Five minutes later, this fucking guy is picking his teeth with a steak knife. Yes. Literally, like, out of a movie, putting the knife in his mouth, sucking his teeth and, and picking his two teeth with a fucking steak knife. It was all I could do not to lose my shit. I was shocked. I've literally never seen anyone do that in real life. No. I, I thought that was only in the movies yeah. where someone is like pretending to be a giant redneck. I never saw it. It wasn't like he was acting. He had, This went on and on <laughs> and on until finally he asked the bartender for like a toothpick or something, which they didn't have. So she gave him a, a plastic straw or some shit. And I'm like, I'm just watching this guy jam this thing into his fucking mouth. Like what a slob. You know, and I look at this guy and apparently due to the conversation that he was having, I ascertained that he was a married person. And I thought, well, there's at least one really generous woman out there who's <laughs> willing to give you some time. But I oftentimes think like some of these guys that reach out, like that's what they're like. Like that's that behavior yeah. a lot of times. And then it they, it's translated into everything, the, the lifestyle. And of course, that's that, that's why they're completely unsuccessful and you know, that we hear from these guys all the time about, oh, I don't know why. Uh, why am I not being successful? This is my profile. And, you know, I've been trying this and trying that. It's like, well, do you behave like that? Right. And do you always act like that? You know, it's Could you imagine crazy. if we went to Hotway Palooza this weekend? There is a restaurant on site for this whole thing. Yeah. We were sitting there eating, and one of the guys that had been, you know, courting me for the weekend started fucking picking his teeth with a steak knife. Well, I would be horrified. Well, also being shitty to the staff, he's he's giving the bartender shit, you know. And of course, when she walks away, he's tell, talking to his friend about how slow the service is and this and that. Man, get the fuck out of here. So that's bad enough. 
a couple of minutes later, and those guys are, they're my age, right? The, the, that guy picking his fucking teeth. Five minutes later, four dude bros show up who are clearly there for working on a convention because they left their fucking paperwork and shit on the, set it on the bar. And the guy's standing close enough to me that we could be wearing the same shirt. And it's fucking annoying anyway. But now they're doing their best. To hit to, on the bartender. To hit on the bartender. Yeah. They don't have a shot in hell. Not <laughs> it, The four of them combined couldn't pull this off. Like, right. there's no way. And they were also too fucking stupid to realize she was working them. It was embarrassing. I was embarrassed for them. It was fucking hilarious. It was great. And so they're just, of course, talking shit and running their mouths and trying to tell her how to make a drink. It, this is how dudes behave. It's, it's crazy. And then yeah. they wonder why they're unsuccessful. Like, these four guys are not going to be successful, like, on Tinder. Like, th th that's not happening. Yeah, not a single one of them was wearing a wedding ring. I looked. No. So these are probably four single guys who legitimately thought that they had a chance with the hot fucking bartender. Yeah, and these guys are probably around your age, right? Yeah, yep. And so, and these are the kind of guys that wonder why they're not going to be successful. Well, you can't score on Tinder and doing that kind of shit. So then you jump into the lifestyle and you think, oh, this is going to be easy prey. Yep. No, motherfucker. It's so true. It was no, such bad behavior no. of dudes that's, last night. Th th all of those guys were the guys that we hear from all the time about how unsuccessful they've been and how shocked they are that they're and not more successful yeah. blown away yeah well on that note <laughs> to move on to single guy tip of the week i have quite the bio to share with you guys it's been quite a while since i've read someone's bio to you guys as an example of what not to fucking do but this one was definitely it needs to be talked about okay so this guy reaches out to me and he his initial message is basically you're beautiful go read my bio that's all it says so I'm like, well, of course, I have to see how impressive this bio is now that, that you're hanging your hat on just that. And you don't think you have to put in any effort whatsoever to that first message. Well, but here's, well, let me break this down. So that's problem number one for me, because first of all, what you're basically saying is that saying anything beyond hello, you're attractive, read my bio is beneath you. He doesn't need to say anymore. Like his bio speaks for itself, right? Also, he's essentially telling you what to do. He's dictating that you do the work and go read his bio because, you know, of course he's worth it. So here's what it says. Handsome, hung, and available. I'm a very likable man with very likable characteristics. For instance, I can literally make a woman weak in the knees with my artistry of tongue. Don't believe me? Allow me to prove you wrong. I'm also a very intelligent man who will tickle your mind and your funny bone. I've been called the total package. Message me so you can see for yourself. Ultimate douchebag. Are you fucking kidding? Okay, I have so many issues with this. This first whole of all, thing is a disaster. First of all, this is clearly a man who thinks that he's really fucking smart and he's gonna, you know, one over you or whatever. Like he's, like you just said, automatically assumes that anything besides what he's putting out there is like beneath him. Okay, yeah. that's first problem. Second problem, I have literally never met a well-adjusted awesome, respectful man who's amazing in bed who needs to tell you all of those things about himself before you ever even fucking meet him. Guys that are legitimately awesome don't have to tell you that they're awesome. No, you find out for yourself that they're awesome. No, it's like I tell you, it's like the alpha guys telling you how alpha they are. No, you're not. Yeah, right. If you have to tell me that, you're not. Yep. There's No words need to be spoken. It's just understood. Exactly. But this is a guy who obviously there's, you know, he's got some some issues himself. Like, he doesn't get it. He has no concept of what reality is. And this is why, in my opinion, he was probably unsuccessful in this vanilla world, right? And thinks, oh, well, vanilla women don't appreciate me. They're not, you know, they're, again, this is beneath me. I'm going to step into this space where 
you know, my prowess will be appreciated. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. And listen, your prowess probably would be appreciated if you didn't lead with this kind of shit. Like, I, I, it made me immediately think, well, it made me think of two things. I told you this. If you guys have not heard this, there's like a recording that's out there. It was a, it went fucking viral. Yeah, it was like Dimitri, Dimitri the Glover or some <laughs> right. shit like that. Okay. And he left this woman, this voicemail that was basically like, I'm an amazing lover. I'm handsome. I'm this, I'm that. And if you're not going to reach back out to me and appreciate those things, then it's your loss. And like, it just came across as the douchiest thing ever. Crazy. It also made me think of a guy that I went on a date with right before you and I met. I'm talking like, weeks before you and I met and I couldn't fucking stand the guy I literally got up and left I left a $20 bill on the table and I got up and left mid-meal because this guy was such a fucking giant douchebag all he did the entire 45 minutes we were together is talk about how important his job was and how much money he makes and all this kind of shit and uh you know it was just such a huge turnoff for me I literally could not be any less interested in anything that had anything to do with this guy after that. Because, again, it's just nobody likes a fucking bragger. No. Well, so, again, I have to ask the question that I normally ask of these guys or want to ask when this kind of stupid shit is put out there. How often does this work? Well, okay, so let me talk about that because I also thought, okay, I'm going to think of this from the perspective of is he new to this and just simply doesn't quite understand the space yet? Like, what's the deal with all that? How experienced is he in being turned down by women because of his shitty bio? And the guy has been on Cassidy for four fucking years. That doesn't mean he's been successful. No, it doesn't. But it also means that he has probably, I would guess, not received a lot of fucking luck, but he has absolutely no self-awareness to understand that the reason is because of his fucking shitty ass braggadocious bio. And was this a local guy? Yeah. It's so insane to me. Yep. So insane. And, And you said he was attractive. He is. He's a handsome man. Which is even worse. Yeah. Like, probably you would, he would have some level of success were it not for that dumb shit. Yeah, but we talk about this all the time. You can be the hottest fucking person in the world, but if you have a shit personality, right. your chances of getting laid continuously in the lifestyle are still really fucking slim. Right, but if you were able to put all that shit aside and put together some kind of cogent bio that doesn't fucking offend everybody that reads it, it's like, come on, man, at least give yourself a fighting chance. You know, like you got a decent looking you know, decent look about you, put a few words together that aren't ridiculous and yeah, who knows what might happen. Well, to me, it just screams insecurity. Like I a said, the, the men that are secure with themselves who understand what they bring to the table, they understand that you're going to figure out those qualities for yourself if and when you spend time with them. Well, there's also so, something to be said for humility, by the way. A hundred percent. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, first of all, don't call yourself handsome, douchey as fuck. Ugh. There are certain elements of that. Like I, you know, I'll tickle your mind and your fancy bone. Not, I don't like the way that that's worded. I think it's douchey but you can easily say like i've been told i you know i have a great personality i'd love to try to make you laugh that's very different than bragging about your personality for all this you know what i mean well it's also there's a tactful way to show people like i have a good sense of humor you know i'm silly i'm this i'm that without coming right out and being like i am so funny well absolutely don't ever don't ever refer to yourself as a catch. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. No, he said total package, pa- which is what? even worse. Even he didn't worse. say catch. He said total yeah, you're package. you're a total package, all right. Ugh. Stop. Just stop it. Total tool, more like yeah, it. Yeah, do not say that. <laughs> anyway. I don't understand where that comes from. I really would, lo- I would love to have the opportunity to talk to a guy like that and really try to understand where he's coming from. Because, I mean, I just got to know, like, what, what prompted you to put that out there? How successful, honestly, have you been? Like, have you actually 
experienced real success with this? Well, from somebody that has gone on dates with guys like this in the past, there's one common thread between all of these men, which is they are typically very successful in one area of their life and very unsuccessful in all other areas of their lives because they get an inflated sense of self-importance because yeah. of that success. Like the guy that I told you about that I went out with right before you and I started seeing each other. Yeah. Again, he did have a good career. He was making good money and he had, especially in the city that we were living in. I mean, he was, if that's the only thing that you saw of him, he was a fucking catch. So in his mind, it's like, that's what he's going to lean on. And he doesn't have to have a good personality. He doesn't have to have good communication skills. He doesn't have to have a sense of humor because he has money and a good job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I imagine guys like that and much like this guy whose bio you just read, I imagine if he gets any attention at all, it's like it's one date and never again. Like no one ever talks to him again. Well, and someone told me once this, and I believe it wholeheartedly, which is like the lifestyle, it has a way of evening the playing field. It does. Most people don't give a shit what you do for a living in the lifestyle. They don't care nope. if you're successful, if you have money. We Most lifestylers don't give a shit about those things because we're not dating you. I'm not going to date this guy. I don't care that he, you know, can afford... Exp- I'm not saying him specifically, but he's the type that I get the sense that he probably is one of those kind of su- more successful guys. A lot of his pictures were in, like, expensive suits and had expensive watches and all that right. kind of shit. So I think that he doesn't understand that in the lifestyle... Nobody gives a flying fuck no. about those things. No, in, in fact, in where and and that's the see that's how you know that that guy has not necessarily been successful like in the vanilla world either because those are the kinds of things that you put out when you're trying to find a mate. Yes. Right. Well, clearly that didn't work, yeah. or he wouldn't be here. And if it didn't work there, well, that's not necessarily. It's not going to work true. here. That's not necessarily true. There are a lot of single men in the lifestyle that choose to be single. No, no, no. My point is what he's do what he did. Let's say in the vanilla world. He's now trying to do in this space. And those two worlds could not be more different. Oh, that's so true. What works in vanilla life does not work here and vice versa. You can't intertwine those two things. They're very, very different. So I I just would love to talk to him and find out, hey, man, I'm just curious. Like, if you've sent that fucking thing out a hundred times, how many people have responded to it? And if, and out of the, out of whatever number that is, how many were actually a successful interaction for you? Well, I didn't even give him the time of day because I, I can't deal with that level of douchebaggery. So no, it's high. Anyway, I want to talk about an experience okay. that I had very recently, and I'm going to talk about why there were a lot of nerves. I think it's probably obvious as we get into the story why there were a lot of nerves, but I just think it's an interesting kind of situation that I found myself in because I was torn and I didn't know how this was going to turn out. And it ended up being a fabulous experience that you and I fed off of (laughs) very greatly after the experience. But before we get to all of that, we want to say thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by HelloFresh. Kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh. They're going to handle all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part and you get all of the credit. And honestly, more options are better. I firmly believe that. And that's why HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every single week. The reason I love HelloFresh, among other things, like for example, I hate grocery shopping and they take all of the guesswork out of it for me. I don't even have to go to the grocery store 
most weeks. But in addition to that, I'm a very picky eater. I never know if I'm going to like the things that I'm getting. And HelloFresh is so easy because all I have to do is go online and take a quiz about the things that I like to eat and the things that I don't like to eat, our preferences, you know, our dietary habits, any of that kind of stuff. They take care of all of that for me. So I don't have to think. Every week, things just show up at my door and I get a cook with them and impress Brian a little bit, which is always fun. It really is a fabulous service. And right now, they have the craziest deal I've ever heard of with any meal delivery service. Right now, all you have to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash 50FPS and use code 50FPS. That's 50FPS for 50% off your first week and 15% off for the next two months. Such a crazy deal. Again, HelloFresh.com slash 50FPS and use code 50FPS for 50% off plus 15% off for the next two months. This fall, take the stress out of shopping and cooking by going to HelloFresh.com. This episode of French Porch Swingers is brought to you by our friends at Shameless Care, who are also sponsors of Pod Bash 2023, by the way. Huge shout out and thank you to them for that. If you guys are not familiar with Shameless Care, this is a company that is literally dedicated to the non-monogamous community, which is very rare and it's very cool. They take a lot of the health concerns that you may have in the lifestyle, make it easier than ever to get them taken care of. For example, if you guys didn't know this, it is a very, very common issue for penis having people to struggle with erectile dysfunction. It is nothing to be ashamed of, and Shameless Care makes it so easy to get it taken care of and more affordable than ever. Because right now, all you have to do is go to shamelesscare.com, fill out a quick intake form, and if accepted, they're going to ship ED medication directly to your door in discreet packaging. No more awkward doctor's visits, no more co-pays, none of that. And right now, listeners of our show can also get $30 off their first month of ED medication or any of... Uh, Shameless Care's other services when you use the code FPS at checkout. Again, that's shamelesscare.com. Use code FPS for $30 off your first month. You guys know from listening to the show, at least I assume you know, that we are huge fans of bedroom wellness products. We are constantly going through different lubes and condoms and massage oils, trying to find our favorites. And we can honestly say we have not found anything we love as much as Promescent. And there's a lot of reasons for that. One for me, a huge one for me, is that I have incredibly sensitive skin. I have to constantly be concerned about the lubes I'm using or literally anything that's put on my body. And I know that Promescent takes the quality of their products incredibly incredibly seriously and they're using body safe materials in all of their products which honestly puts me at ease. I have peace of mind knowing that if I use their products I'm not going to get itchy or have some sort of a weird rash or other reaction and I just love their products. I especially love their massage oils because I'm a sucker for a good massage and they smell so good. My favorite is the lavender. So if you want to check out all of it Promescent's amazing products and get a discount. All you have to do is head on over to promescent.com slash FPS. Again, that's promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com slash FPS for 10% off of our favorite bedroom wellness products. So you guys have heard me talk about this a couple times now, and you've heard me talk about this gentleman a couple times now, and my OnlyFans folks will get to see me with this gentleman, and hopefully again in the future, because we do plan to shoot together again. But I was very, I think trepidatious is the best word to describe my feelings regarding this particular play session before it happened, because... This man is fucking gigantic. And for me to say that, that's that's really something. You know that that means he's fucking hung like a horse. Yeah, it's the bar has been set high for you. (laughs) So that's, you know, that's really a bold statement. Yeah. Like, so I've had guys and I'm not trying to penis shame at all. I'm not saying it's, 
you can think you have the biggest cock ever. That's fucking awesome. But it's always funny to me when guys reach out and they're like, you know, maybe eight inches, nine inches. And they're like, I hope I'm not too big for you. And I'm like, dude, you have a long way to go until I would say, say you're too big for me. Yeah. All you got to do is just, you know, forward a picture of the one you just took and be like, eh, probably not. Well, I mean, I can't do that because yeah. it's not consensual. But, no. you know, I mean, it's just one of those things well, he- that. It's fucking gigantic. I mean, he really, truly is gigantic. I am not exaggerating. This man is very, very long and very, very thick. And, you know, I mean, I I totally understand that everyone has their own ceiling for those types of things, too. We have friends, for example, it's always so funny when they reach out and they're like, hey, if I come to Vegas, can I, you know, do you have any guys you can recommend to me? And I know through conversation with them that there's no fucking way in hell that any of the guys that I fuck are going to be a good option for them. You know, it's also, yeah, I mean, it again, not everyone can take big cocks. I like big cocks, but there is a limit to me liking big cocks. And I will also say this was a really, really good reminder that there are so many different things you can do during sex to make it more pleasurable, to make it feel better, etc. And I was really proud of myself because I used my fucking words. And I think doing that made it a better experience as well. Well, yeah, I mean, with a situation like this, you... you you have to be uh you got to kind of steer the ship yeah you know so here's basically what happened i shot content with this guy the very first time we had a great time but it was painful and then i played with him off camera one time at his home and again it was painful there were moments of it there were elements of this experience that second experience with him that were delightful i mean especially when i'm on my back and i'm like being entered by a cock that size feels fucking phenomenal then there are certain positions that felt like somebody was ramming a fucking semi truck into my pussy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I was a little nervous. And also, like, he's not a rough person by any means, but I think there's part of me that thinks he's very experienced in the world of, like, porn. He does porn, like, professionally, right? right. So I think... And maybe this isn't fair to say, and, and I hope nobody thinks that I'm being total like a total shitbag for saying this, but I do think that a lot of times in porn because it is so performative and kind of theatrical sometimes, even if it's not super comfortable, you kind of deal with it because it's like part of your job, right? No, you grit and bear it and just, yeah, you go through it for sure. You act like it's the most pleasurable thing in the world, even if it feels like fucking shit. Uh, Yeah, it's like professional wrestling. It's the same fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah, kind of, yeah. So, I mean, I I wondered, I guess I had concerns with this particular guy because of his porn experience that I really shouldn't have had because that's not fair. No, you have preconceived notions about it, but he's a, he's a, you know, an intelligent, you know, intellectual, thoughtful guy who's like, okay, I know what happens in these situations. He has the forethought to like, he talked to you about it. Like, hey, this may not be a great idea. This might work better. You tell me, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So basically what happened was I, he reached out to me, asked if I wanted to play with him again after listening to the episode that we talked about him on last. And he was like, I know that you had some concerns and it might not be the most comfortable thing in the world for you, but you know, maybe if you tell me which position you like and tell me how much lube you need and all of that kind of shit we can work through it and I was like I I think I came to you and I said I don't know how to handle this situation because I don't want to be a fuddy-duddy who like mid-sex has to call things or you know I I don't want to ruin the vibe the sexy vibe and I know myself well enough to know that when I get into those situations a lot of times I choose not to use my words because I it's back to that like people pleasing Brenna that I've been trying to get away from for so long that I I don't want anyone to be like, oh my God, Brenna is such a fucking wet blanket. She told me I couldn't go so hard or she told me we had to stop so we could grab more lube and it was just such a fucking letdown. Yeah, but the the bottom line is you have to have, for yourself, there has to be a level of self-enjoyment, right? 
you have to be a little selfish in these situations because the truth is it hurts. So you've got, you know, you've got to be able to articulate that in such a way that you're not going to put yourself in any kind of jeopardy and the person that you're with should, as, as this gentleman does, understand that there are limitations. Right. You know, it just has to be that way. Well, and I, I was feeling very torn because like I mentioned the last time we talked about him, he is fucking awesome. Great he is guy. just a nice person. He has a great personality. He's also probably one of the top five hottest men I've ever fucked in my entire life. Yeah, he's a super guy all around. Yeah, so I mean, it's like, okay, giant cock, but attached to like an amazing person. So anyway, I decided to move forward with it. Long story short, we made plans. He came over to our house and I was already in lingerie. And I really, I worked hard that day to kind of get myself in a sexy mindset. So I wasn't feeling quite so stressed and anxiety ridden about it. Like, I think you had gone to the gym in the morning and I kind of masturbated a little bit. And then, you know, right before he got there, I was really just like making myself feel pretty. And I put on my favorite piece of like neon green lingerie and I put my little robe over it and I had myself all lotioned up. And it just doing those things for me makes it feel significantly more erotic and puts me in the the right headspace to yeah. take a giant fucking cock. Well, because you were you were in your head about this the entire time. You have been because you're worked up over whether or not you should or shouldn't, or was it the, or, you know is it a good idea? And you know, am I, am I just thinking too much about it and all that kind of shit? And you'll work yourself into a fucking frenzy if you don't relax your mind. Yeah, exactly. So I really did that that day. Had on my favorite lingerie. He comes over. He's looking like a complete fucking snack walking through that door my god so anyway he walks in and i grabbed him a glass of water and we talked for probably five to ten minutes and most of the conversation was around like what do we want to have happen in the bedroom and if we continue to play with each other what does this look like a little bit more long term because i i really do think we have amazing sexual chemistry during certain elements or portions of the play that we've had in the past. So I think for him, it's like, hey, if we get past this one little hurdle, maybe we can get to a point where we are playing consistently and we can both really enjoy it thoroughly. So that was kind of the conversation we we were having, which honestly turned me the fuck on. There is something that is so damn sexy to me about a man who is able to articulate his thoughts and feelings and his sexual needs in the way that this man can. Well, yeah, he's all, again, high sexual IQ. I mean, he, not for nothing, it's, his world so he gets it yeah but i would argue that most of the men that i played with that are truly porn stars because it he's not the first one they have a lack of a sexual iq well that's possibly because of the what we just talked about there is something to you know people in that space just kind of gritting and bearing it and dealing with it and there's really no authenticity to it so it's just kind of yeah. it is what it is to me there is no correlation between someone doing porn and someone being good in bed yeah in fact most of the time it's the opposite just going to say that. Yeah, listen, I, I w- was married to one and it wasn't great. <laughs> so anyway, he has a very high sexual IQ. So let me just get into the bedroom, get to the hot fucking shit here. OK, so he and I go into the bedroom. I think I said something along the lines of I'm really anxious to get this whole thing started. He's like, then let's fucking go. And I'm like, OK, let's go to the bedroom. So we get into the bedroom, immediately just start making out with each other. And this is really where his and my chemistry and the anticipation to be with each other starts to build. He is the best fucking kisser ever he it's so sexy he has these amazing lips and he doesn't keep his eyes closed the whole time which i kind of love so we're kind of looking into each other's eyes while we're making out and i don't know there's something very sexy and confident about that to me and it just really got my fucking motor running man i'm not surprised 
You're naughty. Uh, that makeout session. Mm, so good. So anyway, he's starting to touch me all over my body. And he's definitely an ass man. He's kind of pulling my robe up in the back and like running his hands up onto my ass and back down onto my legs. At this point, he's kind of almost like kneeling-ish by the bed and I'm on the bed. He's much taller than me. Yeah. So if you knew the setup of our bed and the difference in height, this would make sense. But that's kind of the position that we started in. And then I was like, I have to get your cock out of your pants already. And he said, okay. So he does his pants <laughs> takes them off takes out his cock and he's not even hard yet and this man's cock is almost to his fucking knees yeah it's insane it's fucking crazy and i literally could not stop myself from bursting out laughing yeah. i was like every time i don't know why i'm surprised i've seen it multiple times yet every single time you take that thing out of its cage i'm like what the fuck is that it's an anomaly it's there's so no doubt crazy so Anyway, he then gets on the bed with me and I'm kneeling down and I start sucking his cock and he's like, I love your little mouth. And I was like, it's only little when compared to this fucking monster. Yeah, no shit. I don't everything, really have that small of a mouth. No, everything can being relative. No. Yeah, I usually do pretty good. I mean, there are very few men that I cannot take their entire cock in my mouth. I, you know, obviously some of it's going to be down my throat, but right. I'm pretty good with my mouth at this point. I'm not lying when I say I didn't even get half of his cock into my mouth. No. So I kind of lubed it up with my mouth a little bit. And then I started using both hands to jerk him off at the same time that I'm like licking on the tip and taking as much of it into my mouth as I possibly can. And then we both start laughing again because my hands are so small comparatively. They're not even, I, there's no way I could wrap around his cock. In fact, my hand gripped around the base of his cock probably went halfway around. Yeah, you told me, it's, you show like on my wrist, you can't get your hand around my wrist. Like, yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's as thick yeah. as your wrist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so crazy. Enjoy all of that. So that went on for a little while. And then he's like, I really want to return the favor. And I said, yes, please. So I laid back on my back. And this was really sexy. And this is one of those things, again, this is a very confident man. He's very sure of himself. He's very understanding, I think, of like the cues that I'm giving. And obviously, again, this is our third time being together. So I think he kind of remembered from past conversations and things like that, that I wanted a little bit more not aggression, but for him to just assert himself and right. to really kind of take control and, you know, take the wheel, if you will. And so I'm kind of sitting up to look at him as he starts to go down on me. And he literally pushes me down on the bed and is like, just lay back and enjoy. And I was like, God, that's so fucking hot for multiple reasons. Again, the confidence of it. And, and because it really did kind of get my mind in the right space, right? I could just lay back with my eyes closed. I wasn't thinking about him or what he was doing down there other than what I was feeling, just the sensations. Right. And he's, of course, amazing at licking pussy, does this fabulous little tongue flicking thing on my clit and I came hard 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 like he had to hold my thighs down kind of hard because I was arching my back and just moaning like crazy and I could feel that I'd already made like a little wet spot under me on the bed I mean it was just fabulous so then from there of course gets a condom and slides inside of me and it took some effort that first push 
I mean, maybe 20 seconds. I'm not surprised. We really took our time, which I appreciated because I told him again, like, obviously, I like that first first initial stretch. It's one of the reasons I feel like I'm a size queen. I love being stretched like that. But I told him ahead of time that the last time that we did it, it was a little too intense for me. And I think it kind of, not that it ruined the experience, but it kind of just tainted everything that came after it because I was already a little bit in pain. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, there's, there's a fine line between, you know, that pleasure, pain concept and you know a little too much is just a little too much yeah so anyway he very slowly slides inside of me also got a little bit of lube which i really appreciated slides inside of me and i'm like giggling through the the experience i think part of it was like a nervous giggle i do that a lot if i'm in a situation where i don't really know exactly how it's gonna go or i'm just you know like i'm anxiety ridden i seem to giggle a lot but yeah well you do that all the time i know anytime you're in a situation that's uncomfortable for you you just giggle yeah well he thought it was cute which I'm like, well, I'm glad. I'm glad it's masking the fact that I'm like, oh, fuck, are you going to break me open right now? (laughs) Well, that's the the whole thing, right? Because you get in your own head. You're in that space like, I want to enjoy it. I'm just afraid that it's going to be a problem. Yeah, I want to enjoy it. I'm just afraid I'm not going to enjoy it. But anyway, he really took care of me. So he's sliding into me and it got really passionate for a while there. Like once I really kind of opened up and allowed, you know, him inside of me and I was more relaxed... Things got very, very passionate. We were making out with each other and we were looking into each other's eyes and we're giggling and we're laughing with each other. We're kind of talking dirty, nothing raunchy, just very kind of like, oh, that feels good. Or like, did you miss this? Or things like that. Me saying, oh, I did miss this. You know, <laughs> now that it feels good, I missed it. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things you you don't know you miss it until it doesn't hurt. Yeah. So I'm like rubbing my hands up and down his back and he's very just a beautiful man. I can feel like his muscles rippling while he's pushing inside of me. And that went on for a while. We probably had sex in that position for well over a half hour, which for that size of cock means a lot. But again, there were multiple times where I kind of would wince a little bit if he'd go a little too deep. So he'd back off. He was just so mindful of my needs. And I mean, of course, that's a fucking turn on, right? Like when you can tell that somebody genuinely wants you to be pleasured and they're not just selfishly jamming their fucking dick inside of you which has absolutely happened even with much smaller cocks uh i it's just such a turn on i loved it yeah you you guys have been together a couple of times now and obviously there's that overarching issue of you know the pain pleasure you know threshold and he's being mindful of it i mean it's it's a big deal <laughs> so so we fucked like that for quite a while there was this one moment i had this crazy orgasm and he literally just stopped moving like his entire body just stopped like he was a statue i was like is every like once i finished my orgasm i'm like is everything okay he was like that one hurt <laughs> i was yeah. like oh shit i didn't even think about the fact that i could be hurting him with how big of a cock he has well that's just it that you clench so hard he's got no room to maneuver it's no. like there's i don't even yeah i don't envy that shit at all so from there it was actually really interesting i kind of had to learn on the fly with him so the next time that i was getting ready to have an orgasm i told him ahead of time so he could either pull out of me or keep in one spot and not be pushing in and out while i'm clenching all over his cock and it worked out perfectly so it was like we just fucking figured it out we we rolled with the punches he and i which was fabulous and then he goes I really want to see that booty. If I promise to go slow with you, will you let me bend you over? (laughs) Yeah, the one position you told me was like fucking miserably painful. So I was like, okay, let's think about this. Let's think about angles. So what I did was I put 
are we have new pillows and one of them is very kind of thick i almost doubled it up so i was really angled you know almost like a like one of those love lounge things that yeah. you get the cushions what are they called i don't know what the company is but you know what i'm talking about the yeah. sex furniture that you have yeah. that's like basically a big wedge so that you're at this perfect angle yeah. that's what i did with a pillow under me so i was almost like not at a 90 degree but like a 45 degree angle and i got down as low as i could in the front and as high as i could in the back and i told him again like go very slow with me take your time and so he eases into me very very slowly and he's like i'm I'm not going to go all the way in. I promise. I'm like, okay, good. So he starts fucking me from behind and we start really getting into a rhythm with each other. He's kind of spanking on my ass a little bit, which I was not expecting from him because he's not really that guy, but it was a super fucking turn on. And from there, shit just started spewing out of my mouth. Like, yes, that cock feels so good. Keep giving me that cock. Don't you dare stop fucking me. And like, oh God, I'm going to cream all over that put or that cock right now. I'm going to come all over it. And he's like, do it for me. Like some demon was unleashed fuck yeah man well again we've talked about this many times but and it's not that i'm insecure when i'm looking at somebody but it's more so i kind of get lost in my own shit i'm not worrying as much about what someone else has going on if i can't see them while i'm yeah it's much less intimate you know what i'm saying so i kind of just get to be able to just get lost in my own pleasure and my own the apparently incredibly raunchy stuff that's coming out of my mouth so it was really hot we were really dirty talking with each other and then there was this moment he grabbed onto both ass cheeks and he's like can I go a little bit deeper and I was like yes do it and he goes deep and it hurt like shit but honestly at that point I think because I was so wet and I was so turned on by this whole thing and I'd already had so many orgasms I kind of loved it (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would imagine at that point, after the amount of time that you guys had spent together, it was probably less painful than it would have been had you started in that position, for example. Yeah. So then, I mean, after that kind of one more push, I was like, okay, we might need to back off from that. So we, I take the pillow out from underneath me. I flip back over. He gets back on top of me and starts fucking me again. And I was actually really, really glad that we did that because there was this moment right before he had this orgasm and his entire face just starts to like contort into these amazing facial expressions. And it was so sexy because I've talked about this often, there is nothing comparable to how sexy it is when somebody else gets lost in their pleasure. Right. You know what I mean? They're not thinking about any of the logistics or what's coming next or any of those things. It's like that moment is about nothing other than how good their cock feels right. or whatever feels when you're with them, right? So anyway, he starts to kind of contort. And I was like, are you getting close? Are you going to come for me? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, good, come for me. And he has this crazy orgasm. His head is tilted all the way back and he is just like pumping into me and again I think I said this the last time that I talked about this gentleman but because his cock is as big as it is it literally feels like something is like inflating and deflating inside of you there's so many contractions happening because you know it takes a lot to push the fucking cum out of a cock that size so I can literally feel there's this one vein on the side of his cock that is pretty pronounced comparatively to everything else on his cock and that vein is just throbbing inside of me it was so fucking sexy well, you guys were together for a while because I did some shopping. I had a bunch of shit to do. And at one point, I had sent you a text. And then I was like, oh, shit. Well, she's not going to be able to get this. But then you responded to it. So you guys must have taken a break also at some point, too. 
right? No, I texted you immediately after we finished up. Okay. I literally had the phone sitting right next to me and I had heard it go off. So I thought maybe it was you like asking me something about coming home or something. So this literally the second we finished up, I grabbed my phone, saw that, responded to it, put my phone back down. And then he and I just laid there for a while. I no, mean, yeah, we, well, that's why I thought you took a break. It was like, yeah, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, we didn't go back to any more sex after that, but it was, it was very just interesting. It was very intense just laying next to him. I'm kind of petting on his chest and he's leaning over to kind of kiss me on the face and he has my makeup all over his face. I mean, literally my foundation is covering his face. I know that. <laughs> and it's not his fucking shade. So it looked ridiculous. No, I'm, I'm sure I, I can totally fucking relate to that. He had lipstick on his neck. I mean, it was just very sexy. We're just kind of laughing about it. He sits up and looks in the mirror and he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just really fun and lighthearted and silly. You know, we're, we're kind of joking about the big cock issue and, you know, how hopefully we've kind of gotten past that. And it was just this reminder that like when you have chemistry with someone and you use your fucking words to talk about what you want and what you need, this is what can result. A really strong connection and a really fucking hot experience. Yeah, it's just about, well, again, it's like, you know, you have semi-regular or regular play partners, you get more comfortable you kind of understand, you know, every each other's dynamics, and and by a, by trial and error, you come up with at least some idea of wants and needs. But then, when you just are able or comfortable enough to just articulate them, it, it changes everything. Well, I literally had to articulate it because the last well, in a situation time, like that, you have no choice. I was so fucking sore afterwards, and not fun sore. Sometimes being sore after a play session is like, oh, that's exciting. Because it reminds you of the fun that you just had and you and I kind of get to play off of that. Yeah. Then there are other times like the last time he and I were together where I was seriously concerned about the overall structure of my pussy. You were sore for like three days. Once I was not with him anymore. So yeah, I mean, it, it's too very fun sore and not fun sore. There's a very fine line for me personally. But yeah, yeah I mean, this was great. And I was not... I was fun sore after this experience. So then you and I go out for dinner. We sit and flirt and whatever. Then we come home and we had crazy fucking sex that night. And again, because I communicated with him that, you know, the last time was maybe a little much for me. When you and I were together that night, I was sore, but it yeah. was not horrible. No, not as nowhere near like it was. Because the last time, like I said, like I said it, was, it was like three days that you were sore. Yeah. Yeah, this was not the sore, but not the case. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And what's also kind of funny, I'm going to throw this in. I'm not going to say whom because I have not asked permission to do that. But I have a friend that I've kind of developed a, a, a connection with from afar. He lives in a different state. Yeah. And he actually texted you about it too. Like yes. he knew that I was going to be with this guy. He knew that he was very well endowed. He knew I was going to be sore that night. And the fucking sadist that he is was like, well, give her a couple of pumps for me. Yeah, he texted me. <laughs> you and I were out to dinner. We were having drinks after dinner. And he's like, hey, uh, don't tell her. Just kind of make it a surprise but you know make it a, you know, a little make her a little bit more sore for me <laughs> which i thought was super fucking hot it's so fun to me how like the men in my lives can feed off of each other in that way you know what i mean yeah of course like my friends my regular play partners because like a guy like kate he likes hearing about some of this shit too you well, know sure. so it's like all of us get to kind of feed off it together and the fact that obviously i talk about all this on the podcast it's like a bunch of people are getting those details that are actually in my life and can all feed off of the fun, slutty shit that I'm doing. Yeah, kind of like people texting me about the dog. Yeah, I get it. Totally <laughs> yeah, get it. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that was super fun. And I'm glad that I rolled the dice a bit and took a chance and had a great time. Well, it sounds like you guys, now that this is obviously on some level at least, 
worked itself out or you got it figured out, you're going to see him more often maybe. Yeah, I mean, he travels like crazy. He's hardly ever here, but I would absolutely love to see him more often. Now that we have the kinks worked out, I think we're good to go. We're off and running, man. Why not? So as mentioned on this week's bonus episode of French Porch Swingers, our Patreon members are going to be the first ones to hear about what goes down at Hot White Palooza. So I have no idea. I have no real plans. I haven't, you know, set any plans with anyone. I've actually done the opposite. If anyone reaches out with interest, I'm like, well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's impossible to just lay out a calendar. Yeah, I mean, some people can do it. I can't fucking do it. But if you want to be the first ones to hear about it, make sure that you join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash front porch swingers. We offer a bunch of bonus content there as a thank you for sponsoring the show and supporting us. We appreciate it so much. And if you guys would like to see, you know, me take giant dicks like the one we just talked about, you can see that at onlyfans.com slash front porch swingers. We have a ton of upcoming events, you guys. We have Hot Wife Halloween coming up in Denver. Denver in the Denver area. We're so excited about that. That is going to be obviously Halloween weekend. And then we are headed off to Texas to host at Colette Austin on November 10th. We're going to be at Club Pravada on December 2nd. Yep. Uh, Saturday, December 2nd, Real Hot Wives of Portland. It's a hot wife event on a Saturday night in one of the best clubs in the country. And then third Thursday of every month, we're still hosting here in Las Vegas. And we still have very few, but a few tickets left for Pod Bash 2023 coming up, which starts September 28th. So if you are planning to join us, you have no time to wait to get your tickets. You can find the membership application and all of the information on our upcoming events by heading over to members.frontporchswingers.com. What else do we well, have? Well, if you want to learn about Pod Bash 2024, you're going to need to be at this Pod Bash if you want the information first because we're going to announce it. It's already done. It is inked. Everyone will find out the, in about 15 days where 2024 is taking place and what's going down. Hell yes. And as always, thank you guys very much for listening. Thanks, everybody.